So today, we're living just this day with God. Give us our daily bread. We're taking one single thought with us into the day that will keep us connected with life. And this thought is quite a remarkable one. It came to me when I was reading a book by a friend of mine, John Dennert, uh, about helping people grow. And he talked about another mutual friend named Rex Miner. One time, John was at a leadership development event that Rex was leading. And there was a woman who was telling her story. She'd worked quite a lot with Rex. She'd been through a lot of difficulty, a lot of suffering. She'd made some really bad mistakes in her life. And she was telling that story, but it was quite painful for her at points. It was pretty raw and it was hard for her to walk through the story of her life and learning. And at one point she looked over at Rex in front of this group of people and she had big tears in her eyes. And she said, I just feel so uncomfortable. And Rex looked her deeply into the eyes and had a hold of her hands. And I was reading, I was waiting to hear what were the words that Rex would say that would comfort her, that would relieve her, that would rescue her from this moment of great difficulty for her. And the words were not that way at all. Rex looked her right in the eye and said, I want you to know I am 100% committed to your discomfort. I am 100% committed to your discomfort. And that's the word for today. Because it's very rare for us to have our times of greatest growth also be in our lives the times of greatest comfort. It's very unusual for stories of heroes to feature people who go through life with deep levels of comfort. I remember reading a study many years ago, I think it was at UC Berkeley, of uh, scientists putting an amoeba in a solution and a concentration where everything was perfectly balanced so that the amoeba did not need to extend any effort to survive, didn't need to solve any problems, didn't need to do anything. Conditions were absolutely set up for perfect comfort. Want to guess what happened to the amoeba? It died. It turns out that actually having problems Having to deal with discomfort is essential for human flourishing. And that almost always, if I'm going to grow, I'm gonna to have to look at truth, realities that are a part of me, that are a part of my life, that are a part of ways of dealing with other people or with God that will create discomfort inside me. I am 100% committed to your discomfort. So today as I go through life, my primary goal is not to experience growth. I would rather have growth with discomfort than comfort without growth. Now, the alternative to a 100% commitment to discomfort is what might be called, what is sometimes called, idiot compassion. There's a remarkable book. You might have written it by, uh, you, might have, you might have read it. I doubt that you wrote it. It's by a, a therapist named Lori Gottlieb. She's an amazing, very gifted storyteller. Uh, actually went to med school at Stanford, so she got way too many gifts. But it's called, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. And it's all about therapy. And uh, it's about both clients that she has seen, appropriately disguised, but then also about her experience of getting into therapy. And it's prompted when her old boyfriend, who is simply known as Boyfriend, capital B, decides to break up with her and tells her that because she has a child 
uh, he doesn't want to further their relationship. He would like to be connected with her, but he doesn't want the package deal. And she is just furious with him. Like, you can't order me a la carte, she thinks. And she goes around to her friends and tells them what a bad person boyfriend is. And don't you agree? And she's looking for other people who will validate her anger and resentment and agree with her that he is the scum of the earth. And then she finally, because she's not able to get anywhere, she's not able to grow, she's not able to find any resolution, she begins to see a therapist herself whom she calls Wendell. And she unloads with Wendell about what a bad boy boyfriend is. And Wendell does not extend to her the same uh, kind of compassion that all her friends do. Wendell is not willing to simply validate uh, her experience of chronic anger and complaint. And in fact, at one point, Wendell actually goes over, this is her therapist, and kicks her in the foot. And she says, what are you doing? And he says, well, you seem to enjoy suffering, so I thought I would give you a little help. He says to her, you know, in life, pain is inevitable. We all go through pain. But sometimes we can have a way of indulging in it because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like a victim. Somehow uh, it gives me a sense of identity and that's not so good. You seem to enjoy suffering. And Lori Gottlieb calls this idiot compassion. Uh, apparently there's some people from the Buddhist tradition that will talk about this where uh, it seems like you're being nice to another person, but you're actually not helping them at all. Idiot compassion is uh, you would rather spare someone's feelings than speak the truth they need to hear. It is a failure to rock the boat when in fact the boat needs to be rocked. It is the opposite of 100% commitment to your compassion. And actually, uh, it's a really serious problem in our relationships. Often, we have relationships with people, and on the surface, what we really want is people to comfort us, people to validate our anger, our upset, whatever kind of feelings we are, rather than challenging us in terms of where we need to grow. And this is actually talked about uh, in the scriptures. You know, the prophets, the prophets were people who are 100% committed to the discomfort of Israel so that Israel might grow to be the community that God wanted them to be. Have you ever wondered sometimes, you know, uh, we don't understand what is God up to in our lives and why does he not care for us more? Where is the providence of God? Well, the purpose of the providence for God is not primarily my comfort. It is for me ultimately to be able to experience union with God to know God, to talk with God, to live with God, to be able to perceive and adore and love and wonder at God, and then experience the consequent excellence of spirit that would go along with that capacity. That is the greatest good for a human being, according to scripture. And God provides his providential care, not primarily to give us what we want or to produce comfort for us, but to help us to become that kind of person so that we can know the greatest of all goods. And the prophets were people who called Israel to that, who were 100% committed to the discomfort of Israel when they were not moving in that direction as a community. And the failure to do this on the part of a prophet actually meant that the prophet was not a prophet at all, but a false prophet. 
And in the book of Jeremiah, God says about such people, they dress the wounds of my people as though the wounds were not serious. They say, peace, peace, when there is no peace. That is idiot compassion. So today, here's the word. 100% commitment to discomfort in the pursuit of growth towards the person that God wants me to be. I have a friend named Grace and we worked together for a while and Grace had an amazing gift of being able to speak the truth in love. Lori Gottlieb talks about how in, instead of idiot compassion, often what people need are uh, little loving truth bombs. And, and uh, I can remember numerous times when Grace would come to me and say, John, do you know what people are saying about you? And of course, I did not know what people were saying about me. I didn't want to know what people were saying about me. And Grace would be able to say that in a sentence or two, which is unvarnished truth. I mean, un, yeah, unvarnished truth. People are talking about how you play favorites. Or people are talking about how they cannot trust you because you use words to try to make things sound like the way you want people to think about them. And then almost always immediately after that, Grace would say, you know, I have the same problem. I do the same thing. And so there was this amazing combination of deeply uncomfortable truth with what I knew was a heart of love. Grace is one of those people I have known some, I'm very grateful for, who are actually uncomfortable if situations get too comfortable. Uh, there's another picture in the scriptures in the book of Deuteronomy where it talks about God caring for his people and it says that God is like an eagle who stirs up the nest. And I'm not an ornithologist, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so uh, I don't know for sure that this actually happens or that it was intended, but often the picture that gets talked about here is uh, of an eagle having um, little sharp sticks or thorns in the nest. And when it's time for the eaglets to fly and they're a little too comfortable in the nest, that mother eagle stirring it up so that there's little pokes, little prods. Hey, little eagle, it's time to go. We don't want failure to launch here. So today, let God stir up the nest. Today, as you walk through your life, uh, for me in this era, uh, a lot of my discomfort is around uncertainty, what's going to happen. And so my call is not to try to demand greater certainty, but to live with the discomfort of today and put my trust in God, not my circumstances. Maybe it'll be at work. Maybe it'll be in a conversation when somebody else is speaking words that make you feel uncomfortable. Maybe it's a risk that you're being called to take. Maybe it's a helicopter flying right when you're trying to say what's most important. Whatever it is, the word, the thought for today is, I am 100% committed to your discomfort so that the nest can be stirred up so that the wounds of my people will be dealt with seriously, so that you can grow into the kind of person that might know union with God and excellence of spirit.